It is nine minutes to nine. This is James Ross uh, with Money Talk, and it's time for our view from the US. I'm very pleased to be joined by RTHK's international economics correspondent, Barry Wood, who is on the line. Uh, good morning. Good evening, Barry. How are you? I'm very well. Good morning to you, James. Now, you know, obviously we, we saw the uh, Fed and it's in action and we heard about it and talked about it earlier on in the show. Not a great more, a great much, uh, much more to say perhaps about it. But uh, um, I know that, um, Barry, you've been talking to an interesting guy um, this week and uh, someone who has a bit of an insight into how some of these decisions are made. And uh, I'll let you tell us uh, who it is. Well, you're right. That's uh, that's Larry Summers. Larry Summers is a professor of economics at Harvard. He was Treasury Secretary in the Clinton administration. He's 68 years old. He has been in President Obama's National Economic Council. Hmm. So he's pretty well versed in Washington. But his parents were both economists. He was a nephew of Paul Samuelson, the, the economics textbook writer. So Larry's got a lot of gravitas. What he did on Monday at the Peterson Institute of International Economics is launch a glowing defense of globalization, which is very much under pressure and right. out of favor here in the States and I think in lots of other places. Right. Why, why was that? Why is he, does he have that view? Well, he counters the standard uh, views of the de political debate in Washington and indeed with the, in the economics community in, in Europe and increasingly, I must say, in Asia to say that, look, let's look back 30 years and see what's happened. And Summers is saying that uh, contrary when he was the chief economist at the World Bank in the early 90s, if you had said to him that the United States would hold at about 20% of global GDP for the next 30 years, they would have laughed right. and said, this is impossible. And yet that is the case. Hmm. Secondly, he is saying that the world economy has improved dramatically in the last 30 years. He's saying that uh, child mortality is down, literacy is up, poverty is down. He said there's been no major war among, among the big powers for 78 years, which he ha says hasn't happened in a couple thousand years. So this was a stunning reversal. And I must say, maybe one of the things that I took away was that trade liberalization has been good contrary to the view that China and its surging exports into the United States has devastated United States manufacturing. He's saying that that manufacturing decline would have occurred anyway right? and that you can't blame China. So it was going against the grain. And finally, he simply said, look, debt is a huge problem. And if the United States doesn't attack the debt issue, that means fiscal deficits, it means current account or trade deficits, then the dollar cannot forever or for a long time remain the world's currency. 
So, you know, I suppose it's it's good to hear him express these views. Um, you know, and obviously debt perhaps is not a good thing. But, you know, it's easy to say these things on the sidelines. And, you know, is there anything that could be done, for instance, specifically for uh, the debt thing? Did he give any clues as to what might be a solution? Well, he didn't really. But at the same time, he was reflecting on some of the debate of uh, 20 years ago when we had uh, discussions. It was called the, uh, uh, oh, I can't remember the name, Simpson-Bowles. That was a senator from Wyoming and another senator from North Carolina, a Democrat and a Republican, who said, look, here are the things we have to do to get our fiscal deficit under control. We have a deficit that is at 6 to 8% of GDP, and it's going to get much higher because with higher interest rates, you have a much higher debt service, which boots, boosts the fiscal deficit. No, he didn't offer any solutions except to say, let's talk about it and move towards some kind of solution, which is clearly going to be a long time away. I guess one of the good things about someone like Larry Summers, you know, in his sort of uh, elder years, if you like, and, you know, he can take a fairly mature look back and base it on some 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 great experience. And we kind of need people like him. You know, another person perhaps in that zone is possibly Henry Kissinger, more on the diplomatic side. You know, again, you know, a sort of calming influence, a sort of mature look at what's going on. So I guess that's the good thing about hearing from someone like Larry. I agree with that. And the same the same time, just to stay with Kissinger for a moment, look what Kissinger was saying 50 years ago when the opening between the United States and China took place. He said that Taiwan was the big issue for China. And don't mess around with that in terms of United States policy. He also warned, don't do anything that forces China and Russia together. So, you know, right. just look at the consequences of this. But I think you're right, James. It's very good to have elder statesmen who raise these issues and say, let's talk about them because we may be on the wrong track. Maybe knock some heads together, right, eh, Barry? Yeah, I think that's true. Mm-hmm. Look, we've got some serious problems, but let's come back to where you started. Um, look at the Federal Reserve. They're saying one more interest rate rise coming by the end of the year. And the markets did not like what happened today in Washington at the Federal Reserve because they wanted the Federal Reserve to say, looking ahead, that 2024 would have more interest rate cuts than the two that they are predicting. So it's very odd. You know, it's it's as if that uh, this debate on fiscal policy and stimulus and interest rates and economic slowdown, no one is really sure where this is going, James. Mm. Mm. And, it, you know, as we said earlier on in our, in our discussion, it does seem like, um, you know, Jay Powell and the Fed are being quite conservative at the moment and, you know, trying to cover off all bases and, uh, you know, not, not be in the firing line. Yeah, I think that's true. Look, he's very cautious. He is uh, saying what everyone would agree with. Inflation is not tamed. You have a higher oil price. That's going to make uh, inflationary pressures greater. So what should we do? But he's pausing. And probably the interest rate rises may not occur. They'll be data dependent. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think that 
he is staying above the fray. He's doing what people intuitively know is right. And <laughs> where we go on this. Anyway, the U.S. economy is doing pretty well, but the markets, their initial response to the Federal Reserve doing nothing was a big drop. Right. Yeah. Well, Barry, thanks very much uh, for your view from the U.S. as ever. Um, we look forward to talking to you next week. 